Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a Seattle-based streetwear brand as well as a collective. It's my pleasure to introduce Caesar. Yo, yo. And Roger from Mediums Collective. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big love. We appreciate the the platform, bro. We appreciate the invite, man. So beautiful studio, bro. It Thank really you. is. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, tell me about yourselves. Like, are you guys raised in Seattle, or did you move here? Are you transplants? Tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, right. I feel like you covered this one beautifully. Um. Well, me, Caesar, we're brothers. Yeah. So we're family. You know what I'm saying. So he's my brother. He's my older brother. Really? Um, yeah, so, you know, we started, this is a family <laughs> business, man. <laughs> you can see why I let him go first, you know what I mean? <laughs> Guess who's the older one? I, I really thought you were the older one. <laughs> That's what everyone says, bro. Maybe it's, maybe it's the facial hair. It is the facial hair, <laughs> probably it's the facial hair. It's only one year, but, by the way. It's only one year. But, um, yeah, man, we're brothers, you know, we're Mexican, bro. Um, immigrated out here to Seattle when we were nine. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and then we, we were raised up in SeaTac, went to Taiyi High School. Um, and then I moved out here for really for for college. I went to UW Ooh. and whatnot, bro. Um, What'd you study? Um, marketing communications. Hey. So you know, so it's dope, man. Um, got him to move out here to Seattle, mm. and then you know, once I graduated, we really decided to you know start the brand um, right when I got off college. Which is kind of it was 2014, so we just kind of went went right at it. Um, and then really been staying out here in Seattle since then. You know, kind of in that area. So you guys are like actually immigrants from Mexico? Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. you know, yeah, we you know, my parents, you know, my parents immigrated out here, you know what I'm saying? All the struggle, you know, down in Mexico and whatnot. So we came out here, bro, only had some family out here, mm. you know, and um pretty much yeah, bro, you know, grew up out here, you know, parents, you know, worked hard and shit and uh yeah, man, you know, it made us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Race two badasses, I yeah. know. Do, do you know why they chose Seattle? Uh, we had family out here, oh, okay. so we had family out here. You know, we had some uncles. So my dad, my dad came from, um, was out here, you know, years prior to us coming. So you know, the family was some. You know, my mom was like, "Yo, you either come back or we we make it out there." There we go. You know, so obviously, family's a very important value. But I'm, you know, my pops was just like, "Yeah, come out here." He had a job, so you know, we stayed out with the family, and then you know, my mom has always been very entrepreneurial, so. She kind of, you know, guided my dad to be like, okay, we need the house. We need to, you know, put, you know, money for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Invest on the kids, yada, yada, yada. So There we go. So, yeah, man. So, yeah. Caesar, did you go to UW as well? I did not. Oh, what did you do? I did not. I actually have a AAS from Clover Park Tech. Where's, <laughs> it's where's an that? associate. Where's Clover Park Tech? Uh, Lakewood. I know it's like okay. out there. Yeah, yeah. So I actually just graduated from high school, and then two two years of co technical college, and and then right on, you know, just oh, got sure. on to doing my own thing. Yeah. And how how old are you guys both? I'm uh, 29. Yeah, he's born, 30. 1990. Yeah. Actually, 31. 31. 31. Jesus, you guys look young. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what everyone <laughs> says, bro. <laughs> You're 20, bro. So. <laughs> Well, I I thought you were like I thought Caesar was gonna be like a maybe like twenty three or something. <laughs> I thought you'd be maybe like twenty eight. Okay. Yeah? Well, I'm twenty nine, bro. Yeah. So, see, you I know. feel like you you fit your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling him man, he needs to grow the beard a little bit. Uh -huh. you know? Maybe it's the hair. I think the hair gives people like more maybe. youth. It's definitely the hair and the spirit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, I it, to me that's just kind of like, it's a it's a silly metric. Right. When yeah. you want to think about like a lot of things you know what i mean like for the body it makes sense to like go off that number but for everything else it's just kind of a silly number to keep wow. track of so yeah a lot of uh artists and creatives i've been meeting in seattle i i, I, I realize how old they are and i'm like mm. what i feel like you guys are all my age <laughs> like i just recently started finding artists my age and those artists are pop artists i'm not yeah. super huge into pop music but mm. I'm like these guys are doing what I'm doing. Of course, I'm doing a podcast, but right. they're 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 pushing their music, so yeah, why not help form. them out? Right, you know? right. No, it's dope, man. It's dope to see kind of like the to be honest, young cats really be you know what I'm saying, be rising up to the game and really like you know having the same production as someone that's been doing it for a little while. Yeah. So, so man, so you know they I feel like they adapted to technology a little bit more, you know. So yeah, yeah bro, it's it's dope, man. I I've been meeting a lot of cats that are young too. So it's just dope to see that they, you know, they're taking the artwork. So you're 20 years old, bro, and we're doing a very professional podcast, <laughs> you know. Respect. So 
There we go. Yeah. So how did you guys get started with the, it was, you started as a streetwear brand. Now you're just now branching off into a collective. So tell me more about the very beginnings of yeah. the streetwear brand. So to bring it back, bro. So I guess, you know, we started in 2014, but I was kind of involved in clothing back in the day, uh, back in college. I used to help a homeboy Bring the mic a little closer, little boy. Um, you know, I used to kind of um, help a homeboy out that was doing clothing um, back in the day. Um, his name was Endorphins. The Endorphins Brown, I don't know if you know it. It's, it kind of got popping back in 2012. Okay. Um, I'm going to be just the only clothing brand I think I really know. Is yeah. The fucking... Let me guess. The Billionaire's Boys Club. No. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I was going to say Seattle based. I'd probably just say the fucking Skyline socks. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to learn more about like the Skyline. Man. Yeah. They're doing big things. I actually was just in Vegas and I saw them. I saw like their stuff they're from Edub too, so they graduated okay. from Edub. I think they were uh, in the same class that I was, twenty fourteen. Oh shit! Yeah, so um, they were kind of in that Greek system, so I kind of you know it was kind of buzzing when mm. we're doing our thing. But um, but yeah, man, I was involved involved in clothing um, a little bit. You know, I used to do I, I like photography, graphic design, um, all of those mediums. You know, and I kind of got introduced to clothing and then had my own style. You know, so. Endorphins was kind of going in a different direction, and, and I kind of, you know, had my own style, kind of had a whole lifestyle that I kind of wanted to showcase, mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of. Um, and uh, 2014, bro, I graduated, and I, you know, went and talked to my brother, and I was like, hey, bro, like, I got this idea, I got these designs, you know what I'm saying? He, um, you know, we, we kind of pulled the savings together, and it was just like, bro, like, let's kind of launch it. You know, he was kind of, he was about it, his same values, same entrepreneurship values mm -hmm. that, that that I had, you know, and... Um, Right off the bat, we, you know, we dropped like ten grand and we invested in like a thousand hoodies, bro. Wow. You mm -hmm. know, um, so we kind of just became very official, just very like fast, mm -hmm. right? And then uh, it was twenty fourteen. We're like, okay, bro, now we have a thousand hoodies. Now how are we gonna sell them? <laughs> um, so then, you know, luckily with U Dub, I kind of had some connections. I started doing. Um, I was kind of doing event planning mm -hmm. at U Dub, and I had. Um, you know, I knew people that were doing all the raves and all the all the parties and, and the big festivals, you know, Hempfest, um, Bumbershoot, Paradiso back in the day, which was like, you know, the biggest raves here in Seattle yeah. that were going that were going on. So um, we really just, you know, I kind of was just like, hey, you know, I have a little clothing brand. Can I have a you know vendor spot? And uh, we pretty much did that for four years. You know, we we started with all the festivals out here, Bumbershoot, Hempfest. Sasquatch, Summer Rip Jam. Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, bro. It's kind of sad. It's sad. It's um, sad you know, and then we started branching out, you know, after a few years of doing it, you know, people showed a lot of love. Um, reciprocated because, you know, the designs were hella unique. I, we always focused on really high quality fabrics. Um, What's a high quality fabric? Is it not like, do you, are you not using like Hanes or? Yeah, you know, a lot of people use Hanes. A lot of use, people use blanks. Um, a lot of not cheap material, but yeah, Hanes is kind of more of a low quality. And if you want to get into the wholesale um, and blank hoodies, you know, we started with independent. Independent's kind of a more good, high quality um, hoodie mm -hmm. that will last you a lot longer. Um, but it's obviously a lot more on a wholesale, right? right? Um, and it's just the, the texture of the fabric, you it's know. It's the way it's made. The way it's made. It has a lot to do the, with the, like, the blends, right? right? The blends, the right. blends, you know, the poly blend and the cotton blend. Um, so, you know, we, first we started with wholesaling, right? So we, we, um, we started going with independent cause they had the best hoodies. You know, I, you know, spend hours, you know, just researching, you know, what's the best hoodie out there, got all the business license and, uh, really focused on, you know, trying to find, you know, I ordered a bunch of samples and I was like, okay, I, it was, I just felt them, you know right. what I'm saying? I didn't really know <laughs> back in the day, bro. I just kind of was just like, okay, I like this one. I don't like this one this one has certain feels um so yeah man so we really always focused on on fabrics and, and just like the best feel right and you know i like blending in different colors you know so um i guess you don't really see a lot of brown sweatshirts right? yeah you know so this one this one's kind of like a nice um mocha brown just kind of dope man Ooh, mocha um, brown, i like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um 2016 you know from really 2014 to like 2019 bro we just went to a bunch of trade shows we started branching out of california we started branching out of colorado vegas uh we did like Jeez. all the high times cannabis cups so we would go you know after we kind of tell me about that you said high times yes That's dope. so we would go to the high times cannabis cups back mm -hmm. in the day man we did like 
10, 15 per year. Um, you know, ranging from California, Santa Rosa. And it was dope, man, because it was just like, it was cannabis, it was a cannabis culture, you know, some cannabis is very music, fashion, and cannabis, you know what I'm saying? They kind of go hand by hand. Mm -hmm. um, and it was dope, man. A lot of people show a lot of love. A lot of people show a lot of support. Um, is that the fast, is that how you had to grow your brand back in the day to like, you had to kind of tour or? Pretty much, pretty much, you know, because really we just, you know, events was kind of the way that I've always knew how to sell clothes bro what that was too what that gave us was like a sense of like s w seeing the reaction of people right. when they grab our stuff was like oh shit we need to keep going twice as hard because right. people are legitimately like fans of the stuff right. when they grab yeah. it and so it's just it was confirmation that like okay like the market actually yeah. wants this and it was saying? i mean it was a lot of experiments too bro so we you know we did farmers markets you know, we did the Fremont farmer market, farmers market. We did like that's the, probably know. not that common to do, huh? I uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of small businesses out there. So you know, whoever's starting out, bro, I think it's a great place to start. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And really, just placing your brand and your product in front of people, mm. I think is really the way to go. Because that's how we started, bro. We just found every event that we could, right, and placed it in front of people. And then we, after doing it for a while, we realized, okay, bro, th this people kind of fuck with my product. This people don't really like my product. You know, we those times where we stand for 10 hours but we made no sales mm. you know so after kind of finding our market you know and and seeing people's reactions um you know we were like okay well music fashion cannabis you know all these themes that revolve and it's, it's things that we like too you know what i'm saying we smoke weed we you know we like music we like hip-hop and that's what makes it streetwear like being kind of i don't, I don't think like just i don't think trendy is the right word but like uh, in that culture like hip-hop culture yeah i'd say so you know i feel like we're street work because I feel like we're in the streets right and it's like I feel like you got to be active in the streets you got to be active in the community you got to be active talking to people and, and relating it to them you know what I'm saying you got to be immersed in the culture that you're trying to sell to mm. right um but like I, Banana Republic wouldn't be streetwear right? I wouldn't say so I mean you know um I'd say um what's it called um ETC streetwear right because okay. they do a lot of community I feel like streetwear is is connected with community you feel me so like so, supreme is streetwear though yeah and i mean supreme was big in the in the um in the skating community you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying they build a big community behind it. and then he got hype you know what i'm saying and there's hype behind streetwear so um you know but uh what, what is it what's the the hundreds you know what i'm saying i see that as real streetwear you know what i'm saying and still up to today you know i read the book i still follow them um because they're just focused, you know, I feel like they never lost that sense of community. They mm -hmm. always stayed true to, you know what I'm saying, to really kind of representing kind of what the L.A. culture was about back when they were blowing up. And they still do so, you know. Um, so that's what I I think defines streetwear, you know. I I think we're streetwear just because we're active. You know, we, we, we go, when we set up a booth, bro, it's me and my brothers handling the booth, you know. Now, wow. um, you know, now 2021, you know, we, we transitioned more instead of a, just attending events, we transitioned to more doing the events, you know, because like I said, we had event production um, kind of background. And then, you know, just kind of seeing, uh, attending all those trade shows, we're like, okay, bro, let's try to bring all that experience that we've gathered. And you got all these trade shows literally just by asking? Or like, once you go to one event, do you like, do you like make a resume and send these to festivals or how does that work? Bro, That's you, what it is. It's yeah. also a lot based on relationships. It's relationship based, you know, you apply, bro. And just research bro i just spend a lot of time researching you know google is your best friend bro and uh <laughs> and hova <laughs> you know instagram you know now obviously social media bro you can see what's popping you know um and really just kind of tapping into what's going on right so it's like okay we attended into a high times now we i follow high times and now i see what they're doing right mm -hmm. or even like hempfest you know, now I follow Hempfest. I connected with Hempfest, and maybe they they might have a few little parties going on here and there. And I'm like, okay, well, if it seems right, then let me reach out and let me see if I can have a, a booth, right? Back in the day, let's say even here in the city, you know, Marshall was kind of doing a lot of things. Shout out Marshall Lobby. Shout out Marshall Lobby, man. Big love to, to Marshall, you know. Um, you know, I saw that he was doing a gala like a couple years ago. Emerald City Gala. Yeah, the Emerald City Gala, there? bro. And that's how we connected with, with him. You know, we didn't really know Marshall. We knew Shamel because we worked with Shamel before. Yeah. Um. 
But, you know, we saw that there was something going on in the city, and, and I just reached out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, Marshall, you know, like. I should have gone. I gave my, I literally got a free ticket and gave it to someone. <laughs> I wish I went to that. Man, it was dope, It was bro. a good event. It was dope. That was actually my it first time I saw them play. Yeah. yeah. It was super dope, man. But it really just took out a bunch of reaching out, you know, and a lot of people obviously didn't respond. A lot of people said no. Mm. Um, but a lot of people said, yeah, you know, and then we also focused a lot on on the presentation. Like I said, bro, I, I think, well, for us, we focused on the quality, right? And it was quality clothing. Clothing, you know, quality marketing. You know, I I like to have really good photography. I like to, for for me, making clothes is my medium. So I like to put meaning behind my clothes. And when I do like a commercial or a design, right, I like to put kind of a, a message behind it. And then I focus kind of like the marketing behind that message, right? So, um, you know, just I feel like our presentation also kind of was our resume, right? And it's like, okay, well, when I went and presented myself to a High Times Cannabis Cups, to a Hempfest, they went and checked me out. And they're like, okay, well, you got a nice official page. You know, your presentation looks dope. Your product looks dope. So do they care about, like, are they looking for, like, a social media following and, like, a nice website? Or? Yeah, I think it's that. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, I always submit it, too. It's like, hey, we've been to Hempfest. You know, I also plugged in the names. You know, right. it's like, because it's, I mean, you're just building the resume. bro. Oh, I've been to Colorado. I've been to Vegas. I've been here and there. And they're like, okay, well you probably know the vending game, right? Because there's a lot of requirements. When you vend like that, bro, when you kind of travel like that, there's a lot of requirements behind that. You got to get, you got to have all your business licenses. You got to have all your tax um, licenses. You got to have your reseller's permit. You got to have, um, let's say if you're traveling to a to a different state, you got to get a, a reseller's permit, a temporary reseller's permit mm. to be able to go and, because you have to report tax to that state, right? So there's a lot of um, documents that you need to be able to do that, right? So going out of state gave us that experience wait so why can i make i can make like a depop or whatever and just sell clothes on there versus but why do you guys need a license to sell clothing well because you're, you're selling them physically so when you sell them online um there's different tax laws behind selling online and selling physically mm. you know when you're shipping like when i ship out to color right now we have an online store so when i ship out to someone in colorado or ship out somewhere to in california technically the 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 customer pays the taxes because I only have to report where I'm physically selling the, the product. So if I ship someone to Washington, then I have to charge them taxes. But if I sell someone to California, they get to pay the taxes, mm. right? So there's a lot of taxing regulations when it comes to online selling and you know physically selling. So I'm guessing that would make some people just want to sell online then, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the benefit behind selling in person bro you're just connecting you know what i'm saying it's back to the streetwear right. concept right i'm talking to people bro i'm i'm seeing how people react into my clothing mm. i'm telling them my story i'm telling them who I, who i am where i'm from what what this design meant why did i use the specific colors i just get to vibe with them you know so i think mm. there's a very important you know um it, it's just very important to kind of be in person you know mm. i think i think in person will never die you know i think in person retail um you know we're but look you know, at malls. Malls are dying out. Kinda, you know, but but we I have, feel like that's a lot to do with how they're set up too. But not yeah. really though, because can you break you know, that down real quick? Well, I mean, it's just just now that we're like, the, we're throwing our own events, right? Uh, we definitely notice a difference when you actually focus. You have a focus. You have a theme. You know, I guess you could say with the malls, the theme is shopping, right? But it's also a lot of shopping, right? It's shoes, hats, whatever, whatever. It's at the mall. And eventually, I felt like that's losing power because you can just easily do that through online now. Um, but for what Roger was saying, though, about selling physically, that I felt like will never go away because you're building relationships also, which is what ultimately I feel like builds a brand. Right. And a fan base. Yeah. Right, the fan base. You know? And too, bro, people love touching the product. You know, <laughs> you can try to replicate the quality online. And I try to do that with my photography, with the way we present. You know, when you go to my website, it looks clean, it looks slick. When you go to my social media, it looks clean and slick. But you can't feel it, right? right? Mm -hmm. I can add the reviews. I have, like, a review plug-in, right? So people can, once they purchase, they go and, and review the product. But it still doesn't give you that full satisfaction of, like, yo, how do I know that this is going to fit right? You know, how do I know it's going to feel right? So I think that physical interaction, just, it will never, I don't think it will ever die. You know, I think it's just... It's transitioning from malls to a different concept, you know, and 
we found a lane in in events you know um but like i said i mean we, you know we're mm-hmm. currently thinking about opening up a retail store pretty soon Ooh. you know so and just because i just feel like you know people people like to feel the clothes bro yeah people like to feel the clothes people want to see the product in person so caesar tell me what what is the important importance like why should people even care about streetwear brands in seattle and we're like a tech city like when right. you think of like uh fashion cities you think of like a, a new york or even mm-hmm. like an la but here we're focused on like microsoft google right well i mean let me see if i understand your question are you saying what where does fashion meet with like the corporate culture yeah here in Seattle, like right because when you think about new york you think about banks right money capital city right you think about la entertainment hollywood right all that stuff movies uh in here you got tech but there's also another aspect I feel like, which is like, and and this is very deep, right? Feel free to follow me down this rabbit hole if you will. But yes, sir. The the whole thing with just just Seattle as 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 not even as a city, but like the environment. You feel me? You go out, there's greenery everywhere. You know that causes a different feel to you. You know, it's like just being close to nature. I feel like not a lot of people talk about it. But it's a thing, you know, it definitely does affect with like a, per, a character. And so where my, what was your initial question again? Why is it important? What's but that the, also means like, so if we're talking about nature right now, yeah. so then that you think of like a, a North Face or like a Patagonia. Yeah, right. So how does streetwear fit into like Seattle culture? Well, I think it's about just people getting together, you know, and, and having those spaces where you know those communities can thrive if you ask me yeah. i think it's about having those spaces where those communities have a space to to grow to build to continue expanding you know i feel like a lot of the things of why streetwear maybe here hasn't taken off it's just the spaces haven't been available for these communities to gather and talk and build so from that sense i'm not saying that's the overall issue with or, or why it hasn't happened just from my perspective I think it's just it's important because those communities need spaces to to connect and, and, and right. grow and build and I think too there's a there's an opportunity for street you know Seattle's very tech right when you think about Seattle's tech right but there's also a lot of culture in the city but you know when you look at clothing brands from the northwest you think of you know Patagonia or you think of you know very outdoorsy and I think there's still there's a good lane for us to hop into with more sustainable fabrics, you know, which is something that we kind of try to focus on. You know, we're, we're a small brand, really, you know. Um, but let's say, like our hats, you know, they're made out of hemp. So hey. I think, you know, I think there's a respective lane where street, and, and not just streetwear in Seattle, but I think streetwear in general can really follow, um, is how can we be innovative with the products that we make too, right? Because mm-hmm. technology is all about innovation. And I feel like, anything can really be innovation you know i i we try to focus on the hemp it's very hard you know what i'm saying because hemp hemp's te- like the technology is still being developed but you know i think there's a lot of lane for us and, and maybe be- and too because we're from the northwest you know we're very nature-based wait so do you care about being a brand in seattle or are you just here in seattle and you're trying to make it just a worldwide thing no i mean you know we're trying to you know sky's the limit but i really you know seattle's where where i grew up you know what I'm saying? We immigrated from Mexico, like I said, and, and Seattle's all we know, you know? Um, so really I am, you know, I'm trying to make it even my new product line is going to say Seattle, Washington, right? Um, trying to really represent Seattle. And really it's more because I want to represent, you know, there's more, there's culture in Seattle, bro. When you really go, you know, deep past the tech name and the tech stigma behind Seattle, there's a lot of culture in Seattle, bro. There's a lot of, um, up and coming artists, bro. There's a lot of artists. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of. See, you, know, you guys are artists then at that point. Yeah. Because, like, artists have a problem trying to find a fan base in Seattle because right. of the tech as well, right? Right. So, I <laughs> I hope this doesn't come, come off as. I don't know <laughs> if it's. I'm just going to say, I hope this doesn't come off as racist or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But when you think of the people that are moving to Seattle, mm-hmm. they're basically. <laughs> The majority of them are Indians right. for like these tech jobs. Right. Indians don't give a f- most most of them don't give a fuck about <laughs> culture like yeah, what they're yeah, wearing. Yeah. Like they're wearing jeans and then open toed shoes and calling right. it a good day. Right. Mm. So like you, I'm guessing you guys aren't look. Are you, are you guys care about that audience? Like, are you trying to connect yeah. with them, or well, are you doing like the artist approach where you have to find 
like the people in Seattle that truly care because the well, artists can't really they can't they have they can't really compete with these tech people who are probably not yeah. listening to rap. Well, or you'd, whatever be, it you'd is. be surprised, bro. You'd really be surprised because all these people don't really come with culture, bro. And, then, and when they experience it, and that's what we've been noticing with our events, right? So my our goal, part of our goal with the events is like, how do we take it instead of just doing it in in our own communities, right? Instead of just doing it in Tech, instead of just doing it in the Central District, how do we bring the culture out to South Lake Union? How do we bring it out to Bellevue, right? Because and and we've done that. You know, we had a boat cruise a couple of weeks ago, bro, where we. It was in South Lake Union, right? So yeah, tell me more about that. Man, the boat crew was dope, you know, and, and and the concept behind it is really bringing the culture to the tech world, almost right, into the city, into places where you might not expect it, you know, to happen. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticing is that people people almost want that credibility, right? People buy the hoodie because they might be from tech, but then you rock my hoodie and you're like, oh, you kind of get a little street cred, right? Man, yeah, I know Seattle. I'm from Seattle, right? So. What I'm noticing is a lot of people actually love the culture. A lot of people actually, you know, they might say they're not a fan of rap, but then when they come to a show and they see the Marshall Lobbyman perform, when they, say, when they see Young Brief perform, you know, they love it. You know, so it's really trying to integrate and, and have this tech companies almost invest in, you know what I'm saying, in the culture. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because... Everyone, I mean, personally, bro, everyone can be a fan. You know, everyone can be a customer. That's the way I see it. And how do you connect with them now? I think we just bring them cool experiences, bro. We just bring dope mm-hmm. experiences. Have them, let's have them have a great time, you know, and I think they'll naturally gravitate towards the vibe. Right. So, um, so like when you're, like when you guys are marketing, how do you guys market towards Bellevue or Redmond or South Lake Union? Is it just like over social media? Are you doing radio ads? Like, how are you going about it? I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, all online ads, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, let's say if I want to get technical, if I'm doing an event in South Lake Union, then I do an, an ad that's a 50 mile radius of that specific location. Oh, we're getting technical here, right? <laughs> so I set I set up an ad that's like 50 mile radius, and then I set it up with with certain demographics, right? So I set it up. Hashtags. Okay, I want him to be 21 to 45, and then I want him to be, you know, I I, I then plug in like social. Um, or info, um, what do you call it? Info. Um, psychographs, Psycho. right? So then it's like, okay, I want him to be interested in live events. I want him to be interested, let's say, Seahawks and UW, right? And now I'm targeting UW, you know, people that are interested at UW and people that are interested, right? If I want him to be interested in tech, then I can plug in that um, interest and be like, okay, let's target the tech people, right? And this is all like online, though. This is all online. Mm-hmm. So. If you guys started in like in 2014, of course there's internet in 2014. Right. You guys aren't dinosaurs, but <laughs> <laughs> but but with that, there's still people who probably aren't like if you're trying to reach a, like a Indian guy or an older audience, they're probably not on Instagram or social media right. as much. So like, how are you connecting with them? Is it well, that's the that's the power. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, I no think worries. I know what you were asking. That's the power of of these cultural events, right? And, and building networks because so. Just right off talking about that culture, I I don't know why I was just thinking about Bozy, right? right? And because we just met Bozy, and because we started working closely with Bozy, who's Bozy? Bozy is a is a rapper, bro. He's he's an Indian rapper, okay. You know, and and he's he's actually dope. So, and I think this is a great way because um because now we're tapped into also the collaborations with with different people, right? right? Um, Bozy is a, is a rapper, but he also does real estate. So he kind of brings that demographic of like, okay, you got your real estate individuals, but you also like rap. So now he's bringing the Indian community, and he's from Bellevue, mm-hmm. right? And now he can bring the Indian community, you know, let's say to Seattle because he's a, he's because he's built that network, and then he can, you know, I we host him on a show, you know, we hosted him for Free Mom Friday, and he brought that community with him, you know. So I think it's also network. Also, mm-hmm. I think obviously you got to know your demographic. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it, maybe someone from tech might not buy my hoodie so i'm not going to be targeting towards him right so who's your who's your overall demographic so far um i'd say you know 21 to 25 um hold on i would say no 21 to 35 35 sorry yeah Yeah. 35 even 40 you know um just culturally interested you know is that average for streetwear brands probably then also like probably younger people are more into streetwear versus uh a uh, 60 year old or even a 50 year old possibly bro but what we also noticed with the events and with Fremont Fridays bro we had people coming that were 60 years old and dancing Bobbing, you yeah. know so so <laughs> it's like that's also the power behind the, the live events you know and, and that's what we did in Fremont 
right? So completely different demographic that you might not even think they're into hip hop, but they're walking through the street and then they hear it and they come and then they're vibing. And then they're coming, you know, Fremont Fridays was set up, so we had small businesses as well. You know, we had small businesses from the community that were um, BIPOC, you know? So, you know, we just got, you know, we may have a six-year-old white male that is just walking by, you know, because he's bar hopping. And now he heard Fremont Fridays. Now he heard the music. He came. He he vibed with it, and then he shot. Yeah, you know. So I think, you know, Fremont Fridays was a great example that if you place break cult- down Fremont Fridays for people who might not know what that is. Fremont Fridays. Fremont Fridays was a sixteen-week concept that we partnered up with Marshall Lobbying and LTD at LTD yeah. to kind of um, host. You know, kind of feature local artists and local businesses whose idea was it was marshall reached out to you or you guys reached out to marshall it was both bro it was both to be honest we just kind of you know i was working with his dad because his dad is a seattle U professor papa randy papa randy um (laughs) 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 and then we did a cinco de mayo event right uh we did a cinco de mayo event where it was a latin x you know we're latinos so it was a latin x influence Uh, we wanted to feature wait is that a thing now so people are you guys have accepted saying Latinx. Yeah, or, I, you know, I don't, I, I guess so, bro. It is a thing. You know, I just started using it because I guess. This sounds cool. No, it's not even that it's cool, but it's just. It reminds in, me of X-Men. It's inclusive, something. right? It's inclusive because you say Latinos. It works. You say Latinos, but you're just, it's males, right? When you say Latinx, it's like you're being inclusive because it's it's not just males. Okay. Right? So that's that's why the Latinx, right? You're included. It's, it's. It's inclusive because I thought I thought it was white people who created Latinx. And then you guys kind of maybe <laughs> you know I don't know I I like the X Men reference. Yeah, I like, I like X Men too. Who doesn't okay. like X Men? <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like it is inclusive, so I use it. Okay, cool. you know. Um, but yeah, man, we just wanted you know we wanted to feature the our community, and we had about fifty vendors up at Jimi Hendrix, mm. right? And and so because we come from that background of having vendors and music because of the high times and the, you know, and all the vending experience four years before, um, you know, Marshall Lobbying was kind of creating that, that uh, mobile stage. The SS Jelly Bean. The Jelly Bean, you know, so I just, you know, we just both, it, it was, it was just almost, it was meant to be, you know, it was like, bro, you got, you got the mobile music and, you know, the vendor area. It's just like, we can create uh, almost an, an economic engine, right? right? Because right. it's like with that, bro, you attract a lot of people, you attract a lot of customers, right? And people, and like I said, bro, we've we've been trying to bridge that gap of like, let's try to take it to South Lake Union, let's try to take it to Bellevue. And I think with Marshall Lobby and the Jelly Bean, I think we can do that because it's a mobile stage, right? Um, so that's how it came about. It was just, it was natural. It was natural. He saw what we're doing, we saw what he was doing, mm. and uh, you know, they, they move, you know very similar to how we move you know we're just always working did you sell merch at the event or was it more just like mediums collective is a no we had we had the whole booth everywhere we had the booth you better believe there's clothes out there (laughs) (laughs) for sure and that's because we don't have a storefront so Mm. we're always looking to innovative ways to sell our clothes that's what i was gonna say that's because that's what we're about right? right i mean we're not just sponsoring events at the end of the day we're trying to create our own distribution channel too you know what i'm saying because we have a business mm-hmm. as well you know I, I also like to make that very clear you know a lot of people get confused thinking we're just sort of an experience but no we you know we have a business you know we have products we have something right. to sell so every time mediums is anywhere yeah right our apparels out there so right. when you look at like an etc are they outside of seattle as well i, I know they're from tacoma but like have you seen streetwear be like successful outside of Seattle really? Besides I think no. the most common one is obviously like cookies, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But cookies but, is from it's from the bay, you know. Oh, so they're yeah, okay. Yeah, because that's uh that's burner. Right. You know what I'm saying? And cookies is just a bigger brand. It's a cannabis brand. And he branched out, you know, he does genetics and then clothing is part of it. Which is fire, you know, cookies is Killing, the, he's killing. The they game, do bro. have a store here, though, right? They do have a storefront. Okay. That's yeah. where I got. Confused. Yeah, they have, and then I think they just opened a store up in, um, up in Tacoma, I believe. Okay, I believe they just opened up, but it's a cannabis brand, and then, mm. but see, that's that's what it is. It's like street for us too. It's, I, you know, I feel like we we don't want to get boxing. Just we're just a clothing brand, right? Because I feel like we're just really comes out to coming out with an innovative business plan, right? Because it just obviously. I feel like the way to get out there is just trying new things, right? So for us, it's like we're a clothing brand, we're doing events, you know, and then we're just, we're not just stuck to just one concept, 
But right. who who do you look to? Do you look to anyone in in the Pacific think, Northwest that you can be like, we can some some way or another copy what they're doing to be successful? Like, how does that work? Yeah, not necessarily to be honest, mm-hmm. bro. I mean, I don't think there's really much in Seattle, which is why we're focused on Seattle too. Which wow. is why I think there's a lot of opportunity in Seattle. You know, a lot of people yeah. tend to try to blow up and then move out of Seattle. I I put, every time someone tells me that, I'm like, nah, bro, like there's opportunity out here. There's no one blowing up like that. You know, who really blew up like that? I mean, you know, there's Macklemore. Macklemore just started his clothing brand, right? And then that there's- That man, but that's, it's just like podcast, is the podcast mm. example. Like a Joe Rogan, mm. he's a comedian first, or he was on TV first. So he right. he even had like a boost before he started his podcast. Or right. like a lot of huge podcasts, they're already actors or comedians. Right. So they get that boost. So when Macklemore, he's, it's he so, has that boost, it's, bro. Yeah. He so. has that boost. You know, mm-hmm. he's he opened up a store, bro. He had press out there. We opened up a store. I don't think we're going to have press unless me and my brother go and go and talk to them and try to, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we do, bro. Oh, you better believe we're going to have press. Yeah, and that's we what we do. You know store. what I'm saying? We just, we just have to work 10 times as the hard, bro. The podcast will be there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there you Slow go, man. So, you know, I don't think we really, I don't really look, we don't really have no one to really look up to, which which kind of has made the the, you know, Sounds stressful. The whole process, you know, harder, but it's also, you know, it's exciting for us, bro. We, mm-hmm. You know, I like to be innovative. I like to, you know, I mean, that's the whole, that's, I mean. It's the be, whole thing with being an immigrant, too, and bro. I mean, it's like, it's full of uncertainty. You know what I mean? Like, we never really had something yeah. to look at. You know, we came here and we just had to figure it out. Right. Our parents had to figure it out. Right. Take it right. Right. And also, I mean, that's how you get creative, bro. <laughs> right. That's, you know, in my brand, it's all about creativity, mediums. You know, it's, you know, your mouth is a medium. This microphone mm-hmm. is a medium. So I think for us, it's always been about creativity. It's always been about, you know, if something doesn't work out, you know, then I got to find a way to make it work, you know, yeah. and the way to do that is to be creative. What about outside of Seattle? Do you guys like how someone might look at up and coming artists and follow them and then like, oh shit, that guy was here one day and now he's right. performing wherever. Right. Do you guys look at that for like clothing brands? Like, do you follow like the beginnings of program? Like yeah. I mean, you know, grow or? I think so. I mean, I've read the hundreds book, you know, I had, I read, um, shoe dog you know, by um, Phil Knight, who started Nike, you know, um, you know, I read a lot of, I like memoirs, you know, because it kind of shows stories and how they kind of came up. Success leaves clues. Right. Um, And then, you know, I think Burner is a great example of what a brand could be, because he's not just clothes. He's not a clothing brand. He's a cannabis brand, bro. Mm -hmm. And he's a rapper. Right. So you can see how he branched it out. And he's, he's, his brand is just bigger. It's it's cookies. It's the cookies brand, right? You, um, I mean, you know, and I mean, obviously, successful artists, bro. Jay Z really, you know, has really done it. You know, Nipsey Hussle was 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 growing the brand, right? He had right. the the um, the uh, marathon store, and then you know, he was branching out to a lot of different business. Vector Vector ninety, you know, which was a project he was working on to kind of, it was kind of like a co working space, right? So, I look into into things like that, and then I just really look about. I guess really when I design and when I design the brand and, and the brand's direction, I also look, you know, what, you know, what, what would I want? You know what I'm saying? What I want, I mean, and, and what made me be here, right? So the, the reason why I'm designing, the reason why I took photography, the reason why I started doing all this is because I, in high school, there was a class that was offered that offered design and photography, you know, and I signed up and I applied for it and then I got it, right? If I wouldn't had and that was just a course that was offered on some random shit, you know? So if I wouldn't have applied to that, if I wouldn't have, if, if that opportunity and, and resource wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have gone into photography and graphic design, right? But because I did that, now I was able to, I'm, I'm here low-key, you know? And I think low-key, at least from a big spectrum, is that's the vision with what I want to see with mediums. Obviously, clothing is our medium right now. But, you know, hopefully as we grow the brand, is creating products and creating environments that we could do the same, right? Because that's kind of what... That are conducive to creativity. Right. I just came up with that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you guys doing to stand out compared to these other up-and-coming brands? In, yeah. Let's start in Seattle, and then we, will, we can branch out outside of Seattle. But like here Absolutely. in Seattle, what are you yeah. guys doing to stand out? Well, go ahead. Well, I mean, definitely the everything that we're doing online. You know, because online is not just Seattle. Online is everywhere. You yeah. feel me? So, like, we, we, we actually do a lot of stuff in Florida when it comes to online. New York, a lot of people buy our stuff on New York. Yeah. So, online 
is definitely I feel like number one just because it's like so efficient. You know what I mean? You spend a couple dollars, you can reach our eyes in Florida in no time. Um, as far as I feel like the artist aspect, definitely. I mean, I think it's about reaching pro level. You know, people. I feel like the how we grow our tracks also a tribe. You feel me? And so organically, that's sort of starting to happen. It's like. We're not really focusing on just having highlighting Seattle artists, right, per se. It's happening because of how the brand is evolving. I have a feeling a year from now, two years from now, that same amount of, like... Is that the fastest way to gain new um, fans, though? To, like, collaborate with artists? I mean... You I think co collabor network. collaborations in general, bro. Because yeah. it's network. You're building your network. But, you like, would you grow the same amount of fans or, like, people, customers... Right. If you had like a booth at a like a yoga retreat versus right. a well, like I mean, a... I think so, bro. I mean, I think like I said, it's just. I mean, well, that's what's cool about our brand too. It's mediums, right? So it's not just it's not just one genre. It, it can be, you know, it's it's whatever creative expression, you mm -hmm. know. And I think it could be interconnected. Um, but to kind of bring you back to that question, what are we doing to to that are different than any clothing brands? Um, you know, I think because we had no example, because there's no clothing brands like that in Seattle. I mean, you have dope brands like ETC, right? ETC, I feel like has led um, kind of like that streetwear culture, which I think is super dope. Um, but really, you know, I think, you know, I don't see many doing events, you know, and I think we're just being innovative and almost creating a lane um, because because we had to, right? Because we have no clothing, we have no, no storefront, so we had to go to events. Right. We had, you know, um, we started doing events because we had all this experience from all these other events. Right. So I think um, I, I think that's what we're doing a little bit differently. You know, we're, we're creating our events. We're creating the culture. We're, we're kind of creating the community. Um, and as long as we as long as we're doing that, I feel like, you know, I, I think it, it allows us to stand out a little bit. What about outside of Seattle? Like when I went to my tour in L.A., mm. I, real, I realized like a lot of these LA artists, even if they're not huge, yeah. they're making money full time, whether it's having their own like promotion companies right. or merch. So yeah. I think LA artists or just creatives in general know that make doing events is important. Right. So maybe Seattle people don't really understand that yet, but maybe outside of Seattle, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people understand that events right. are a great way to promote And I mean, you, you look at an artist, he goes on tour. You know what I'm saying? You go on tour and you go and, and you create your fans in other states. And that's... You know, I think with our experience with traveling before, I, th I think that's possible because when we took our brand to L.A., people loved it. You know what I'm saying? People resonated with it. Um, and that I guess that's what we're trying to do now. You know, it's like, okay, well, now we've established a really solid footprint and almost like a blueprint for the way our business works, right? So it's like, okay, we have the merch and then we have events. Now we know that we're both, we have really great strengths in merchandise and we have really great strengths in events. So now I'm, my the way that my brain works is like, okay, how do I blend both, right? And that's kind of what, what we're trying to do moving forward right now, I guess, with fall and winter. I'm, I'm working on a new line, right? But I'm going to blend in the fashion aspect of it with the event aspect of it, right? And then I'm trying to blend in both. So I'm trying to have a fashion show and I'm trying to maybe have a fashion show where we could possibly take it on tour type thing, right? It's a performance space, right? And now I can go, maybe I can do a whole West Coast tour, right? And create this whole dope experience and then um you know and then treat it almost as a tour right um so that's that's one idea that i've been having you know we also want to um i also i look at clothing brands but then i also look at different type of businesses and uh, let's say events right i look at the high times what was successful about high times bro because that's culture you feel me and when i went to a high times cannabis cup we sold a lot of product you know so um what so like what you know i look at those type of businesses you know we went to agenda um trade show which is a, a fashion trade show and it's i'm looking at okay what works you know why why do clothing vendors go to agenda why do clothing vendors go to um magic right um and then the one i've been studying and really looking at is you know rolling stone um complexicon which is a very culture related event that also focuses on fashion. So now I'm trying to really focus on, you know, and trying to see how do I blend in the event experience with the fashion experience, with the knowledge experience, right? Because I feel like knowledge has always been a good aspect of it, you know, learning the mm -hmm. game and, and, and talking to people that know the game, right? Because I learn a lot when, when someone's speaking 
of a topic that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. right? So um, I guess that's that's kind of where my brain kind of goes, you know, and I try to study different different businesses, you know, and then I'm like, okay, well, how can I blend all those businesses into one? So why aren't you guys in stores yet in Seattle, though? Like there's um, like yeah. one of my previous guests, uh, B-Boy Fidget. Yeah. He doesn't have the most popular brand in the world, but he has a collaboration with um, Throwbacks Northwest. So yeah. Like, I went another day just to support his brand and bought a shirt there. You know, yeah, like yeah. so. And there's other um, small hypey stores in Seattle. We, right. well, I don't know if Bates considered small, but you know, because there's yeah. some outside of <laughs> right, Seattle right, for right. sure. <laughs> but like, I think there's probably been like collaborations with Bait, mm-hmm. um, Throwbacks Northwest. Uh, there's yeah. a couple other ones. Like, so we are in stores actually. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, we're at Throwbacks Northwest. Yeah. Oh, we, you know, we we had we had the spring line out there for about four three months. Right. So. Um, we're at Throwbacks Northwest, you know, we, so we try to talk, I, this is also too, you know, I feel like we, we went to talk to all the storefronts, bro. Um, and they love their product, but I don't know. I feel like, uh, we didn't get much support, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, even though we had the full resume, like I said, bro, we had the full resume, we had the full catalog, you know, I had my product, bro. Um, and I can show it to you in a little bit, Hell yeah. you know, um, and we went and, and talked to them and they were impressed with the product. They were impressed with what we're doing, but, but. I feel like we weren't Nike, right? So for, mm. um, th- that's that's just what they were reciprocating to us, mm. right? It's like, oh, well, your brand is not that big. Oh, you're local. Oh, you know, someone referred us to Throwbacks Northwest. We went to talk to Rio from Throwbacks, and he loved our product. He loved the vibe. You know, he also knew people that that we knew, you know, and, and with Neo, with Rio, it was very organic, you know, so um, we were blessed to have him put us on the store. And, and they did, you know, I think the clothes did pretty well at his store. We collaborated with him to do a pop-up, right? To kind of introduce the concept of like, hey, you know, our clothes are in Rio. I went and we did a little commercial. Yeah. Um, we're in a few storefronts from other homies. We're in a storefront in Portland. Hey, um, that's dope. Yeah, they're in the mall. And then we're in a storefront up in uh, Utah. And then we, and then um, a homeboy in Tacoma, the locals, mm-hmm. they just opened up a store. Or he's opened up a store where he's featuring local brands. And, and he reached out to us, actually, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and then, you know, he took interest. So I think what we've been doing is just building that credibility behind the brand, right? making it an official brand because that's what stores want to see, right? How um, weird would it be to like just go to like different thrift stores and just put some, because I actually go to, sometimes when I go yeah. to thrift stores, there's like sometimes there'll be like racks of like one brand. Yeah. It's like a brand I've never heard of. Do people do that to ever like promote their <laughs> Maybe, clothing line? I like how your mind works. You're very market driven, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, That would be a crazy experiment. Yeah. But, I feel like there's also this like you got to also have a lot of focus about where you want to go and how you want to present yourself as a brand, you know. And so um, a lot of ideas that I've had along the same line of those have actually been just put down just because they just don't resonate with kind of like the focus of where we're trying to go, right. you know. And so just to add a little bit to what Roger was saying with, with retailing, um, a lot of these brands were also just looking to make a buck out of us you know not brands but stores you know they were so do you have to negotiate probably when you go to you a do store? Yeah. You i mean do. There, there's a whole concept behind it's, buying there's a you know the buying like business the b2b on, on merchandise it's also a it's something that we also had a while to learn you right. know we went to agenda we went to magic and, and we talked to a lot of wholesale buyers you know that were like nordstrom buyers and, and just buyers from all over the world um and you know it's something that we didn't know you know when i sell my product you know th- well it's like there's a there's a wholesale price right there's a retail price there's a wholesale price there's a manufacturing price and really you know when it comes to talking to stores then you got to negotiate a, you know a, a wholesale price um and then when you're when you're small you know i'd say we're still relatively small right um then Sometimes stores, and let's say if it's bait, right, or let's say if it's like a, a, a more established store, um, they'll try to negotiate, maybe have them get a higher percentage, right? Maybe instead of a 50-50 split is, you know, a 70-30, you know, 80-20, right? So, so I feel like the pricing also, it, it's a learning curve. You also got, you know, um, it's something that low-key we're still learning because we haven't really, our, our emphasis hasn't really been on, um, I guess we've been very focused on the events, you know, for this past year, uh, we focused very strongly online and getting our really our online marketing on point mm-hmm. last year for 2020 because of COVID. Um, and, you know, our we haven't really 
we know the game because we've studied it, right? Because we went to trade shows, because we've talked to, because we went to talk to all the stores out here. When you know, we went to Likelihood, we went to um, Bait, we went to Urbanity up in Bellevue. You know, um, we went to, um, you know, even all small stores. You know, and the one that fucked with us was Rio. Out of all those 10, 15 stores that we that we went to talk to, you know, Rio fucked with us. And then Standard Goods bought some of our stuff mm. back in the day, a couple of years ago. So he had he was carrying our hoodies. You know, he was a, he's a store in Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. um, and he carried our hoodies for you know a couple months. So that was dope. It's um, a lot of work, man. But I guess, <laughs> but it, it, you know, our, our emphasis, I guess. I guess I, we felt, I felt discouraged a little bit because it was just like, yo, like, check out my product, bro, you know? And and they didn't really, they, they just kind of rubbed us off. So I guess for me and my brother, I'm like, okay, well, if that doesn't work, well, then let's focus. You know, for me, it's always been like, okay, bro, we need to sell our clothes because we mm-hmm. got to pay the bills at the end of the month, right? Because we got to, because running a, a brand and running a business maintains, you know, there's expenses to be there's able to There's cash do flow. There's, you know, we have, to, we have to create a cash flow, <laughs> right? Um, Wait, so Cedar, what do you guys do right now to make the majority of your money? Uh, well, we sell clothes. Yeah, we're okay. full time. <laughs> <laughs> How long has that been? What the uh, since the brand established? Then that you've been able to make money just solely off making clothes. Well, I've been making the jump back and forth for three right. years now, mm. um, just because it wasn't really necessary for me to go full time three years ago. You know what I mean? But now with like everything that's going on, it's it's been a good. What I want to say, solid two one year. Yeah, yeah. A solid I mean, year since I've been right. full time. Like, do you do you think you saw more growth during the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. We did. Absolutely. We did. It just went. Whoosh. Well, because just we just focused. <laughs> we focused our time full time. That's on what it brand, was, man. Just, right? Because we were doing it part time. I was working. I, I was I was working at a bank, and I was doing it uh, part time. He was working full time um, right. at a body, body shop. You know, so we were doing the brand half part time. Really, that's not touching people's bodies, by the way. <laughs> mm. out of I, think body that, I think it's a massage parlor. <laughs> oh, you said out of. Okay, I said out of. Okay, well, thanks for this question. <laughs> My body shop. <laughs> Wait, where can I find this body shop? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, bro. But um, there was definitely growth, man. Just focusing yeah. full time, and even yeah. even then, bro, we still don't fully pay ourselves like that. All mm. the money has been going back to the business. I sustain my living, you know, um, through side hustles, bro. You know, sometimes I'd be doing photography on the side. Sometimes right. I'd be doing graphic on the side. Sometimes we, you know, he sometimes he buys a car and he fixes it up and then he resells it. So we're low key, bro. You know, our the brand has been growing a lot since last year. And we've been, um, you know, been producing sustainable, inc- uh, not income, but revenue, mm. you know, but as we grow our expenses also grow and we've low-key been deciding it's just like let's throw it all back to the company we haven't paid ourselves like that yet sometimes we take a bonus here and there you know some of the expenses gas you know the light bill this and that sometimes we put it on the business to write you know as write-offs um but we're still not like you know we're still hustling bro we're still it's still you know i'm still figuring out bro like okay we got to make sure we got you know all my expenses are covered from both from the business end and then both from the from the personal side mm-hmm. right so um you know hopefully and that's why you know maybe that also allows us to be more hungry mm-hmm. you know because we're still not bro we're not cheesing out of this you know what i'm saying we're still small bro we're still we, we've created a good platform and a good infrastructure i'm like okay bro like now we've created consistent revenue now how can i drop my expenses and now how can i start being profitable almost right so i can start paying myself you know and with free mile fridays and just what we've been doing we've, we've also you know we've allowed to you know it's like okay bro let's you know let's start investing in the community as well right so when when we feature an artist you know make sure make sure we try to compensate them right mm-hmm. and sometimes if, if we can't compensate them monetarily sometimes it's like bro like here bro take take a hoodie bro you know what i'm saying take a hat like let me you know um but you know, like like I said, till this day, you know, we're still we're still hustling to be able to really live off it. Right. You know, but but we've made this conscious decision of like, hey, bro, like, and because also we've we've done it a good and good enough that we're like, okay, bro, we we can see the amount of success that we can really have with this, and if if we take it to the next level, yeah, right. So Caesar, what are your guys' goals for the next? Like I said, I do two year goals. So what are your guys' next two year goals? I like that. I actually do a little less. Okay. Yeah, it's just personal, but. As far as, I mean, I, I like to go by year, and then now I like to go by quarter. Mm. Just because mentally for me, I can't hold space for, there's so much uncertainty, right? Like, we had no idea COVID was going to happen. And then we got hit by COVID, and then 
big part of our revenue just went out the window. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so since then, and just, just in general, man, I feel like that's always been me. I, I like to just chunk it to small. So, uh, you know, I, Roger talked a little bit about it earlier, but for the next quarter, you know, we definitely got a new product coming, which, by the way, actually, before we, I forget. Hold on. Let me bring this out. Ooh. Because I feel like... If oh yeah, let us show you the product, bro. There we go. Oh, yeah, so you can actually see what on well, the NAS I'm gonna podcast. do the <laughs> I'm gonna do the straps first. Sure. You sh- you sh- yeah. That's okay, let's do the straps first. All right, this is nobody's seen this besides me and him, by the way. So here you go. <laughs> so this is the uh, the straps that we're developing for a uh, for a new bag, right? Ooh. So it's gonna be kind of like a you know the back strap right here. Um, Hell yeah! It's it's full. Not it's a nylon strap. Um, really high quality, right? Um, there you go. So this is really we're gonna use this material for kind of for the new line. We're gonna use it for for you know the shoulder bag, shoulder strap bag. We're gonna we're gonna try to sew. We're gonna sew them into the hoodies, incorporate it in some hoodies. Yeah. Um, you know we're gonna make keychains. We can really make a lot of you know belts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this is really mainly for the bags. So Hell this yeah. is kind of what's coming. This is the samples that we got. It's kind of you know. <laughs> um, Dope. So this, so you product, can, yeah, product you can kind of see. Yeah, and to answer the, your question, product is is our goal coming yeah. up. On and the then, let's check this out. Well, this is a this is our, our quilted hoodie. A lot of people have seen, seen this one, but this we dropped this one what 2019. Oh shit! I believe. Um, you know, and this took How's us the this oh, took us like is. a whole hour of development of finding fabrics. You know, finding manufacturers that were able to kind of um, be Ooh, able to kind of like stripe down the back, right? Something like that. So that's dope. Here, actually, here, yeah, check it out. I touch this one. Oh, I see what you mean. Touching is important. Mm. <laughs> oh, and you got a little mediums collective patch. Right. The pockets have a little um, sand inside as well, so it's got Ooh. like a nice little feel. I know that hoodie is like a little mystery box. Right. Huh? <laughs> oh. It will take you on a path. So, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome, guys. Oh. You may put it so you guys mostly so far you got the straps you got shirts sweatshirts hats do you guys do any like joggers or pants yep. or socks we did some joggers we did the fleece joggers um last year so we had the you know he's he's wearing them right now should um, i stand up and model oh let me see let me see. <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me i gotta take these off he's about to yeah so it's got the deep pockets too so i designed i designed it in a way right a little bit yep full embroidery did we designed it with the deep pockets so you know because i always be losing my shit yeah um you know a little embroidery detail so yeah man we did joggers we did the we did the um you know the we did the shorts and then for fall hopefully we're trying to do a full tracksuit right so the full tracksuit um should be coming we're trying to do a jacket so we're working on a puff jacket possibly you know all of this is very you know because we we manufactured um as you can tell like there's very there's a lot of detail on the design right and and i'd be adding crazy features like on the on you know like i designed the the shorts with the deep pockets right Mm -hmm. and then like the hoodie had a little pocket right here for you know your little stash you know but the hemp fest hat you know, I, I designed it with the with oh, the silver pocket right here, right? That's dope. So, um, I begin sometimes I begin too crazy with my designs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, it's expensive. That man. We Your have ideas to, that we are have expensive, to, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that we have to manufacture, you know, a lot of product to mm-hmm. be able to make it worth it. Um, so this is what I mean by you know everything goes back to the business, bro. You know, because w- it's like instead of just dropping like a, a t-shirt with like you know I can design a graphic, right? Or th- and this is kind of more like your classic, right? Mm. But I, you know, fashion to me is my medium. So I like to design, you know, with the fabrics, with the textiles, with the materials, right? With the different fits. styles, the fits, you know, I, I, we're trying to get better at the fits. So I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying, I, sometimes I, I, you know, I grab the sweatpants, I tear them apart, make oh. sure, you know, make sure they fit right. So um, I really try to, you know, like I said, fashion is my medium, you know? Um, so yeah, man, we begin. Sometimes we begin too crazy with it. <laughs> Caesar, what's what's your medium? <laughs> <laughs> I actually been not asked that question myself. What is my medium? <laughs> huh. I want to say. <laughs> 
the hair. No, I'm just kidding. The hair. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually, you know what? I have to do a little journaling and soul searching. I actually haven't. I don't think about that a lot. You know, I just, I, I'm very like go with the flow type. You know, and and sort of just finding my way like that. I mean, I used to be very like I need to know exactly who I am, what I'm doing, and you know what I'm about. Where now it's just like I'm just kind of like discovering. I was like, oh, you know, hmm. pairing up with my brother. You know, it was just like so. He just came up to me with the idea, and I was like, "All right, whatever." I, I wasn't into business or anything. You know, I just kind of yeah. went with it. And five years later, dude, it, it was the best decision I made in my life. So that's kind of how I I take it. So yeah, so that's kind of a tap out <laughs> for your question. What, I, I I don't know exactly. What, what are your hobbies then? Like, what do you yeah. enjoy doing? Well, so I like walking a lot. Okay. Yeah, I like walking a lot. I like watching movies. Oh, what are your favorite movies? I so I like the like the '90s movies. You know, like oh. so the Goodwill Hunting. Uh, uh, there was a Tom Cruise. Oh, Vanilla Sky. It's actually one of <laughs> no. Movies. I just saw that again recently. Dude, Vanilla, Vanilla Sky, Sky is one of my favorite movies ever of all time. <laughs> uh, uh, new ones. I mean, I guess I got. I like all the Jurassic Park series. Oh, you yeah. know, all of them. I've never watched Star Wars, so oh, let's not even God, take you have it to there. Leave out of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I get that a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, I also like. Uh, I mean, I like looking good too. You know. So I guess you can you could say definitely fashion. This man. If I had to put an answer to that. At Scarlet Parks event last man, week. This man you, was in a full suit. Did you see him, bro? <laughs> <laughs> did you like that? That was dope. It was cool, wasn't it? It was a little scary. Man, he's like, got that Rico was, Suave look, bro. I was like, am I gonna be the only one wearing a suit? They said dress to impress. <laughs> hey, see, that's the thing. If you're gonna be in, if you're gonna be in fashion, you gotta stand out. You know? <laughs> facts, bro. Facts. So, see, you sometimes you be looking more fashionable than I do. Oh man, I'm just more classic wear. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just the hoodie pants, bro. <laughs> I let the the work sometimes of the talking. You oh, know, there but, you go. I think I just found the answer. Clothes, clothes are my medium. Clothes. Yeah, yeah, okay. but, yeah. yeah clothes are my medium. Are you guys uh, into buying like new clothes or thrift shopping or like when you when you guys are going out for like a shopping day? Where do you usually go? Yeah, <sighs> throwbacks Northwest, bro. Throw, throwbacks okay. Northwest. I've been getting a lot of, uh, you know, I like the sportswear look. I like the 90s jackets look. Um, I, you know, thrifting. To me, I wasn't really into thrifting and then really just being closer with Rio and, and seeing what he's doing, bro. He's just really teaching us a lot about the thrifting culture. Mm. I'm like, damn, that's, you know, that's that we had a... Um, Dude, I got this hat from a third That's shop. what I'm saying, bro. You know, you be getting really good finds, bro. Some, I, I got like a, a Mariners jersey that was like a 90s jersey that was super fresh, bro. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for me, I, that's why I make my clothes, bro. Oh, I was gonna say there's this really cool online shop called MediumsCollective.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it, actually, that's my whole closet. It's literally my clothes. Yeah, you feel me? That's I mean, the whole thing about I feel like doing this too is like you gotta embody what you're doing too. You right. know what I'm saying? You can't just it's just it doesn't feel genuine when you're not really embodying what you're about. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, I wear a lot of mediums. A lot of the times, you know what I'm saying, I can't rock a same hoodie for, you know, all the time. So I like to shop here and there when I, you know, I walk, I do a lot of events too with my, my wife. Yeah. So we go out. Oh, and you do. have a wife? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happily married. It's been, it's been five years. Oh, yeah. Do you have any kids? I don't have kids. I do have a four pound chihuahua named Milo. Oh God, I have two chihuahuas too. I hate chihuahuas. Everybody you, knows, what? Everybody Wait, knows hold Milo. Hold on a second. Talk about this. You hate chihuahuas, but you have two chihuahuas. Yeah, chihuahuas <laughs> are the worst dogs on earth. <laughs> I'd rather have cats than chihuahuas. You know, I heard a funny fact. Somebody just randomly said that chihuahuas were the closest uh, dogs to like wolves. I haven't uh, Googled it. I haven't researched it. Huh. Maybe it's because they're, I mean, they, man, Milo, yeah. he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. Milo's a good He actually got a nickname over at Fremont Friday. He's called Killer. Well, you brought your, do you brought your dog oh, to Oh, dude, yeah. Everybody bro, knows he was Milo. A, he bro. was a Fremont Friday mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I would show you a photo. I'll send you a photo afterwards. He's, he's adorable. He's a good guy. Do you want to hear a dark Chihuahua fact? Okay. Chihuahuas actually are known to bite off their owner's like fatty part of their eyelids when they're sleeping. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Has Milo ever done that? I No, but actually he... He gets feisty. He gets feisty. And I, you know what I like about him? He's very like, he knows who he is type shit, you know? Like he, he, he like stands up for himself. <laughs> so he loves me, right? And I tease and I play with him. But like just the other day, I like, I was fucking around with him, you know, just kind of teasing him. And he stood up to me and he was like, oh. nah, like stop. And he actually like 
he didn't bite me like to make me bleed, but he like you know just like yo knock it off, dude. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's a feisty one. I'm, I, I hope he doesn't ever do that to me. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> well, guys, what is some advice you each have for up and coming artists, creators, yeah. influencers? Start start with um, Roger. Yeah. Um, just put in the work, bro. Really yeah. put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Find innovative innovative ways to get out there. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that will tell you no, bro, but I'd say just keep going. You feel me? As long as um, your heart's in the right place and if you, you know, if, if you want to be 100% committed and you want to make it into a career, just just go at it, bro. Just go at it and obviously try to find a way to make it sustainable as a business as well. You know, because I think, um, unfortunately, we live in a capitalistic world, you know, and, and we need, you know, you need money to be able to fund things and to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, money's not the, the end goal, but it is that mechanism that allows you to really you know really take something more seriously it's the key money money is you know so um so you know i say just focus grow man and and focus on the art form bro perfect your product and then after that you know it just it almost becomes a muscle memory Mm. so i love that and what's the easiest way to reach you uh mediumscollective.com you know at mediumscollective man so you know we manage the mediums page I have a personal Instagram at rogers uh roger malinado 11 i don't really be using it as much you know and that's just more I guess personal life but mm. uh, you know mediums collective is really you know the way to the way to reach me and us mm. there we go and yep. caesar what's some advice you have well so i want to reframe that question okay. and i would want to reframe it in the following if you could have a message on a billboard that seven billion people could see what would it say and i think it would be pay attention to your feelings you know i feel like we live in a place where a lot of people are penalized for that, especially males, you know, nowadays. And believe it or not, man, when you actually start paying attention to your body, uh, there's a lot of information in your body uh, from how you feel, your state of mind. And just I literally, I mean, and this is from practice, right, from the past five years of me paying attention to to my body, to to my feelings, to all that. I mean, the growth is just, it's, it's like, I know so much about myself, you know, I know what I can do, I know what I cannot. And that removes a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear from not wanting to do something. So I feel like if people want to do that, uh, the world would actually be a kinder place, to be honest. So so how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling <laughs> very good. Very good. There we go. Yeah. Dope. This is the NAS Podcast with... Roger at Mediums Collective. What's up? Big C's, what's up? <laughs> and we did it.